this is the Joyful Mama Show. We want to help you take actionable steps toward dreams that have more impact, family life that has more peace, and motherhood that has more joy. We think that it's time for moms to rise up in entrepreneurship and change the world. But let's face it, it's hard to sort through all of the ways we get stuck in our own heads and all of the things we feel like we're supposed to be doing. How can we change the world when we're overwhelmed with trying not to feel overwhelmed about homeschooling or power struggles with our kids or taking care of our own hearts, our bodies, and our minds? We want to give you the tools to find rest, joy, and healing while also taking your business and your dreams to the next level. You know you were made for more than hustle. You can feel that you were made for more than the lies that hold you back. And we believe that you were made for amazing things that impact the kingdom of God and the people that God has given you to impact for Him. You were made to be a joyful mama, to have a heart that is thriving, not striving. And we want to help you step into the fullness of all you were created to become. Hey, everyone. So excited to be with you. If you're listening to the podcast, we'd love to hear your feedback after you listen. We are going to stir the pot a little bit today. I'm excited about it. Here's why I'm excited about it. Because my sweet friend, Sarah here, it's not often that she gets super fired up about stuff. And usually when we're texting back and forth or when we're chatting back and forth, she's like the most laid back, like, you know, Enneagram nine, super like peacemaker, peacekeeper. Like she's the easiest person to get along with. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen her mad, but there's this one topic that if it comes up, sister will get fired up. And it's like the only time I'll get like a text message that's like, <laughs> A, a long paragraph, almost my, I say rant, um, where, where I'm like, you are passionate about this. Like we should talk about this. I'm going to kind of interview her today and let her share kind of her story and why she's so passionate about this. We're just going to kind of dig into it. But the topic today, which you may have seen in the title is women in leadership. You may see, especially if you are a homeschool mom, there's a lot, there's a prevailing message. All you can do and all you can be is a wife and a mom. And your job is to stay at home with your kids. Your job is to serve your husband. I've seen, what was that thing you sent me? Your job is to make sandwiches. I was on a girl's, um, and this is like a, a leader. I won't name her, but she's got a pretty big following in the homeschool circle. And she, some of the stuff she says, I actually, I'm like, she, she does walk in some wisdom. But this post was all about how it's our job. And I'm not saying that this, we should never do this again, like moderation, but she made this whole post about how it's our job as moms to set the table beautifully for our husbands and our kids and why you should always use a tablecloth and fresh flowers and candles and like the fine china like that's something like she was basically saying this is a necessity at every meal because it's your job as a woman to set the atmosphere with your tablecloth for conversation and at first I thought it was a joke I'm like that looks like a Thanksgiving table setting but no she was totally serious like this is you should be doing this seven days a week as a woman that this is what you do. You set a table with a tablecloth and candlestick. So anyway, <laughs> I, I like setting a table sometimes. So the thing, if you have a gift of hospitality and you like to set the table, there's nothing wrong with it, but it just kind of, it got a little chuckle out of Anyway, Sarah, tell me the thing that you said when we were talking about this discussion that really penetrated my heart was 
you said, I felt like there were seasons when I had a ministry, when I had a business, when I had these roles that I was in, but I didn't really have a voice. So maybe let's start there. Like what made you feel like you didn't have a voice and we'll just keep unpacking it. Yeah. Well, just so you guys know, I actually score higher as an eight on the Enneagram. Like I feel like I'm internally a nine and externally an eight. Okay. But you know, so my protector comes out when I talk about women and our, what we're allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do. So yeah, I spent, let's see, before we started the Joyful Mama and started doing coaching together, I was um, in ministry for about 15 years. I planted two churches before I met my husband, one in Bali, Indonesia, and one in Houston. I was a worship leader. That's my background is missions and ministry and and leading there. And over time, the people I was doing ministry with started changing their views on women and on women's right or ability to lead and to be seen as equals with men. And so I kind of went from this place of like single Sarah who had all these people that believed in her and men that were cheering her on and saw who she was and believed in what was inside of her and called it out to married Sarah, who not because I got married necessarily, but I married a pastor and I kind of stepped into a world that didn't believe that women were equal to men, the church we were at. And that was the beginning of me having like a slow death inside of having like going from being empowered as a woman to being voiceless as a woman. Hmm. And so that was, I would say that I'm still in that place in the church. Like if I was to try to go to the church mountain back there, I, you know, there's very few churches in my area that allow women to really fully lead. And so it's kind of how I've ended up here, Mm -hmm. finding my voice in the marketplace. And so when I first started entrepreneurship, I had a product business. I sold on Etsy. I did that for a while. Selling on Etsy did not make me feel like I was having an impact or finding meaning with my life. Mm -hmm. Like there was a sense of like, I'm doing something, I'm building something. This is cool. So I don't want to downplay the effects of just having a product and being able to sell it and see people use it and all that. But I was searching for more. I was searching for a way to use my voice to impact the kingdom and to grow the kingdom. Yeah. So where do you think it comes from? I mean, obviously like Ephesians five, there's the wives submit to your husband's verse, but like, where do you think that overall, the overarching theme of men have to be over women in leadership and women are confined to these certain support roles? Where do you think that stems from? And what do you think are the consequences of that mindset? Yeah, I think it's, you know, it comes from an authoritarian, dare I say, patriarchal view of kind of where society is still at. I mean, women have gotten a lot of freedom over the years, but there's still now (laughs) we can vote. Can you imagine there was a time that we couldn't vote or hold proper? Like, I mean, it's just mind blowing. Like what Mm -hmm. keep the women that have gone before us gave have given us. And the women that have even gone before us in the corporate world that Mm -hmm. were like, no, we want, we're going to use our our skills and our abilities and we're going to, we demand to be paid the same, you know? Um, So, I mean, there's a very specific way of viewing all those verses that when you see the Bible through an authoritarian hierarchical view and lens, that Mm -hmm. the way you view those verses and 
kind of the overall themes of how men and women are portrayed in the Bible, you're going to see it through one lens. But if Mm -hmm. you have this other lens and you put it on and you look at, you know, how Jesus interacted with women and you kind of view how, I mean, Jesus was so countercultural. Like you even think of the story of Mary and Martha and like people Mm -hmm. view it through this lens of, well, Mary was the the one that like, she wanted to stop doing the dishes and Martha kept serving. But when you think about what was actually happening with Jesus, women were not allowed to be taught the Torah. Women were not allowed to be taught by a rabbi. And so the countercultural implications of Jesus saying, Mary has chosen the better thing to go against the culture and sit at my feet and learn from me. It's not just Martha laying down her dishes. It's Martha being afraid to also come and like lay down her role that has been given to her and come and sit with Jesus so she can go expand the kingdom. And so like when you start understanding like what Jesus was actually doing for women Mm -hmm. and you view the beginning of the Bible, like Genesis through the eyes of like, there were these two people in perfect imperfection, Adam and Eve. And like, that's what we're going for is like at the end of the story we'll all be equals again in the eyes of God in the kingdom ruling and reigning. And that that is like what we're trying to, to implement here on earth is what heaven is like. So when that's your lens, instead of like the patriarchal lens that culture, the world has set up for us, Mm -hmm. we see a better way. We're so glad you're here. We want to help you grow and connect with other moms, just like you. Moms who are homeschooling entrepreneurs and figuring out every day how to walk out both of those assignments without sacrificing one for the other. So join our Facebook community at our website. And if you want to get a glimpse into what heart-centered homeschooling can look like, go right now to thejoyfulmama.com and download our free homeschooling ebook. Seriously though, go right now before a kid wants a snack. That's thejoyfulmama.com.